0: Hi, today you are going to hear a conversation between me and my sweet friend, Tiffany Wallace. Tiffany is a retired school teacher and mentor turned entrepreneur who has accomplished several amazing things over the course of her career, from retiring herself to replacing and eventually quadrupling her income to building a team that would be the first team in her home state of Missouri to hit top 1% of her company. Crazy. This mama of two is on fire, and she truly has a heart of pure gold. She's honestly one of the sweetest people that I've ever met. So I'm so excited to have her on here. And the reason why I wanted to get her on this specific episode is because while she was still teaching, Tiff created a five-point method to help her fellow teachers effectively lead and communicate in their classrooms. And over the past couple years, she discovered that the method that you're all about to hear about is not only incredibly effective in the classrooms, but across most areas, parenting, friendships, other relationships, and most importantly for you all listening, this method, which is called the Bloom Method, is a simplified, powerful approach to team building and mentoring the people that you are responsible for leading. Tiffany breaks her method down for us in this episode and leaves you with some actionable tips for how to get started with this ASAP. Enjoy! Enjoy! Tiffany Wallace, I'm so excited to have you on the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Duh. All right. So to give everybody an idea of how we came to know each other, I'm very fortunate in that Tiffany came to me wanting to do the mastermind, which was really cool. She has her own business and you wanted to work on, you know, niching down, in helping a specific group of people, which we're going to talk more about. And it's been so fun. And part of working with you, or as we've worked together, you told me about this method, this incredible method that you came up with yourself, that you kind of like honed in. And at first, it was meant to help your... Pe- well, okay, so Tiffany was a teacher. And at first it was to help your students. Right. And well, mm-hmm. other teachers, and mm-hmm. now you have pulled it into your business right now and talking to your team members and your clients. And as she was telling me this method, I was like, holy cow, we need to get you on the podcast. Everybody needs to hear about this because I feel like this method that we're going to hear about is, can be applied to everybody, no? I mean, like your kids, your clients, your team members, everybody, right?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Good. So, all right. So we're going to talk all about that. And it all boils down to how to be an effective communicator with whomever you are speaking to. So before we dive into all of that goodness tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Allie. I'm super excited.
1: Um, it's been such a fun journey because, you know, I've been in my business now for five years and I built really the past couple months. I've just been, you know, kind of just been working together and a little bit before that really reflecting on everything. And it's like, what have I done? Like, you know what you do, <laughs> you kind of just do it, but bringing it all together. So my background's in teaching. I taught fourth grade for nine years or eight years, and I was a mentor my last year. So I have a master's degree and a specialist degree in learning, teaching, and curriculum with an emphasis in literacy and specifically um, communication, coaching. Mm -hmm. And I never saw me doing something like I'm doing right now because I was one of those people who thought I was way too educated. Um, You know, but it's amazing when we open our minds and our hearts to other things what God really puts on our plate, and um, it gets me emotional even thinking about it. So, I um, I love teaching, and I, but I was just honestly I was going to work. I, I kind of lost my passion. I was living for my weekends, and you know I grew up from very humble background, and it was the harder you work, you work hard and you do this until you retire, and then you can start living your life, <laughs> and that did not sit well with me, and um, you know, I, but I, I appreciate my background, because it did teach me the value of hard work, um, but there was a really pivotal moment, um, I had my son, and I was kind of tired of working so much, and not really being present, you know, he really showed me the value of time, and I just always had this feeling like, gosh, I could really help people, like I love teaching, because I got to help people. And I just always had this like itch, like this feeling like I could do something, give back, make a bigger impact on a bigger scale. I just did not know what that would look like. Mm -hmm. And um, my business kind of fell in my lap, honestly. I heard about it from a mutual acquaintance. Um, I only talked to this person maybe once or twice in person. And um, I never tried our products before joining. I just, the brand caught my attention and I just didn't want to miss out. And so I dove in. And it's just been such an incredible journey. Um, 10 months, I actually had matched my net teaching income. And then at 18 months, I had doubled that. And that two-year mark was really a turning point for me because I had a mentor at the time who she was very much like, okay, Tiff, you know, what are you going to do? Because I had worked my tail off to get the position I was in, this mentor position. Well, after one year, my district took it away. And it was just a huge eye opener to me, especially the value of my business, the value of having an extra stream of income, because it really becomes a dominant role in your life when you least expect it. And, um, so I was like super scared though, to step away. And she was like, Tiff, don't you have like this business? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, why, what are you even like thinking about? Cause I was going to go back to the classroom. And not like that's the end of the world, but I just knew it wasn't where my heart was at. You know, I really wanted to be with my son. I wanted to have more flexibility, but I wanted to still work and still teach. Mm -hmm. So I walked away and, um, that was like the two year mark. And then that next year, I mean, in three years, my team, we became the first team in Missouri in my area to reach the top 1% of our company. Um, and it's just been such an incredible journey and, um, this last year, so about 18 months ago, I had my second baby. And you know, like anything in life, there's always ups and downs. And this last year has been such a journey because it's been, you know, and that's business as anything in life, there's always going to be cycles. And, um, so yeah, it's been pretty special. This last year has really taught me so much about, um, which I think back and it's, I played basketball competitive sports growing up Mm -hmm. and there's so many moments where you're challenged and it's really forcing you to, I know like you say a lot, every level of your life is going to require a different level of Mm you. And that's, what's so great about this method is because it really grows with us too. And that's one thing I've really experienced um, this past year too. So
0: wild. So, Okay. So before we, before we even get into the method, first of <laughs> all, for those that don't know, Tiffany is, um, inward and in fields. I don't think you mentioned that. I didn't. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, and let's just back up a minute. So your passion is teaching. You got in this mentorship role, thinking that like, this was going to be the next big thing for you. You were so excited and then they took it away. And this was a massive fork in the road. And you had two choices. You could go back to the classroom, which you knew, of course, you know, you've already thrived there. You know that you can do this. That was the safe bet. But you knew that you really didn't want it, right? And instead, what most people would have done, go back to that safe classroom. You said, you know what? I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to go after this business. And what I love so much about that is you're still teaching, right? You're still leading. You're still incorporating, you know, all these things from this method that we're going to talk about into this new business. And now you get to support teachers in a whole new way that you never even fathomed before. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, if it was up to my husband, I'd still be teaching. (laughs) Both of his parents were teachers and he had a really hard time. um, You know, and I just told myself teaching is always going to be there um, from the classroom standpoint. It's always going to be there. And I was offered other roles and things, too, but it just meant more work. Mm-hmm. More hours, and I was really capped at what I could make. Mm-hmm. And you know, not that money's everything, but at a point, you really trading that time for money constantly just really wears on you. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, it was the scariest thing I've ever done, but it has just been the best choice
0: ever. And you ever made started. back your income in ten months, and yeah, so I,
1: hmm,
0: and now it's
1: um, it's 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 crazy. You know, I now have, you know, more than four times, um, what I made as a teacher and monthly and, um, you know, and it ebbs and flows, but Mm -hmm. it's just having the possibilities and, um, it's just crazy what doors it opens and, you know, but there's so much to it. And that's why this method is so, um, you know, it's not just, you're going to put your mind to something that happens, (laughs) you know, it's a lot of hard work and, um, but when you really embrace it, it's truly, um, like they say, it's a journey. It's a journey. It so. is.
0: So let's talk about this method. Um, people are hearing about it. They're probably like, okay, I want to know what this method is. What is it? And tell us how you, how you, you, um, how it came to fruition and then like how you're using it now. And then we'll okay. dive into how everybody else can use it for their own business because I'm so excited for them to hear that. Awesome. Okay. Me
1: too, actually. Um, which is why we're here, right? Yeah. Um, so really this started when I was working on my, um, ed specialist degree and I was really learning about how teachers learn and how talk communication, um, specifically cognitive coaching and how you are an active listener, um, paraphrasing, asking questions, all that stuff plays into this. Um, but also a little bit of background. I mean, I know my first time I was ever exposed to any kind of like having a vision was I made my first vision board after I finished my master's degree and it was about my husband. (laughs) I was like, I wanted to meet my husband, but you know, also career stuff at the time. Um, so that's kind of how all this kind of came to be. And then looking back at my journey is how, um, you know, this has kind of come to fruition. So it's called the Bloom Method. And what the B
0: yeah.
1: know, it sounds like blue. It's blue. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a funny story about this too. So my husband, so when I first started out, um, my team, we, we, you know, about, oh gosh, probably a year into this, I was like, okay, we need a team name. And um, I'm still just figuring out, you know, this whole time, figuring out what you're doing. And they really liked Tiffany & Co., and I never really wanted my name to be a part of it because I was like, this is not about me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's about all of you. But the C and the O standard always has stood for creating opportunities. So that was our name. Um, when we became a car achieving team. Um, and then last year I was like, I just kinda wanna change this because I just I just feel like it doesn't fit us anymore. You know, my husband really liked the Bloom. He was like, you guys should call yourself Bloom." And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I like that. And <laughs> so it's kind of funny how this has come about. Um, Oh, he's wow. He was and like, was- Hey, I should get credit for that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So, um, but yeah, so the B stands for build belief mm-hmm. and, um, the L is learning how to communicate. It's really key. Um, the first O is offer value and then obtain vision and then magnetic energy. Mm. five point method,
0: so so good, so you came up with this while you were teaching, and were you using it at the time with your students, and you were is this one you were mentoring, and you were helping other teachers as well kind of effectively communicate with their students? Is that how initially you were using this method?
1: yeah, and really, how in education, um, you know my whole research came about because you know, you hear the term knowledge is power, but really applied knowledge is power. And so many times in teaching, you you are given so much information to Im- implement in your classroom, but you're never given time to talk about it, to make meaning of it, and to actually really implement it before something else is thrown at you. Mm-hmm. And I, or you're attending meetings after school or on all your breaks and lunch hour and you never get a break. So I thought, if we're really going to be implementing this stuff, we need to be doing this within our day, within the classroom, observing teachers, having time to talk about it. So my whole research centered around job and better professional development, where teachers got to, without the, throughout the day, go observe each other. And we really focused on writing curriculum at the time um, and literacy and stuff. And so that's really kind of how, you know, think, looking back at all this is kind of how this all came about. And so – The reason this applies to so many things in life, parenting, teaching, friendships, um, just being a good person kind of and really, you know, realize it's not about you is, you know, the really good teachers have a vision. Mm. They really offer value to kids because they really care about them Mm -hmm. and they believe in them. You know, all these things, they're communicating with them. I know so many times as a parent, my five-year-old He says something and immediately I want to be like, give a response where if I just ask him a question, I better understand where he's coming from. Mm. And so that's kind of how all this kind of emerged and, um, how I really implemented in my business to grow my business the past five years. And I kind of, I realized it, but not really, you know, really kind of putting it all together. Um, it's kind of how it's come about. So
0: I am obsessed because I know what I've seen on my end with my own clients and, you know, part of me helping my girls is also helping them help their team and also to have, a, to have effective sales conversations. And there's so many different factors that go into having an effective communication strategy, you know, making sure that you're listening, making sure that you're asking the right questions, making sure that you're not overcomplicating. There's so many different things. And what I love so much about the Bloom Method, once you described it to me, is it's such a simplified way to remember like the, the, you know, the things that you need to to remember whenever you're having these conversations so that you're not overpowering it or so you're not leaving things on the table or not asking the right questions or assuming. And I know that we're going to go into how, what is so fascinating to me is, you know, Tiffany and I were talking about this before we started recording and, you talked about something how we go into a conversation with like a preconceived notion of what that person thinks or needs. And we almost let that overpower the whole conversation to where we're not even really listening to the person because we think we already know the answer for them or we think we know what they really want. And I'm sure I do that all the time so I'm really excited especially to go over that whole piece because I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize and it could be so helpful in all of these conversations so let's let's go into the bloom method and what each what each piece of these are and then how people can apply it
1: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it is when you really take a step back um, I, and it's like, it's a constant daily practice. You know, myself as a leader with my team, I'm even trying to be better about really honing in. And that's what I like about this. This is why I think teachers can really relate to this because it almost gives you a, an outline, a blueprint of what to focus on. And so yes. this is what I've been really trying to do with my team of, all right, remember this key component of building belief, this is how you do it. And so, um, yeah, so let's dive in. So building belief, um, this happens really over time. I know you talk about this a lot is action breeds clarity. It breeds confidence. And I think one of the biggest mistakes, um, we make as teachers, as business owners, is we consume so much content. Um, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this all the past year. And there's really no action. So then we're confused. I'm like, well, who am I? Am I supposed to be doing this? And you know, what is this person doing? Um, but I to really build that belief, we just have to really be build belief in our, our business. And this comes by hearing stories, other success stories. I know when I was still working full time and doing my business, I, I had very little pockets of time. I mean, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. I built my business in my car and I would pick one training call a week to listen to. Mm. And it really gave me the courage to say, well, if they could do this, why can't I? Like, they're no different than me. I'm going to take this little piece of information they gave me and I'm going to try to try it out this week. And that's how you really kind of make it your own throughout the, uh, throughout the journey, but really hearing other stories. And I think too, really finding a mentor to grab onto, whether it's your sponsor, whether it's someone else in your business, whether, you know, it's business coach, whatever it may be, because again, find someone you relate to. And I, I have three core people I go to Mm -hmm. and I have since day one and they've really helped guide me along my journey. And I go to them for different reasons. It's kind of like a menu. You know what I mean? You have different things that you go to different people for. So belief in your, in your business, um, gotta have belief in your products and what you're doing. I mean, I never tried the products before I joined and, but I knew our brand. I knew we were number one, you know, and it was like, I know it's here, but I got good at studying what I was given, Mm -hmm. you know, our, our systems, you know, for us to be our, our skin solution tool and all the amazing stuff they give us and not that you have to be an expert, but you really want to just have a good overview of that and then you just kind of learn along the way. I think so many people get, Paused and paralyzed because I think they have to know everything, and we're never going to know everything.
0: And, to know. and customers don't care about all of the no. nitty gritty details. No. You just need to know what's in it for them. What are they going to find most interesting? And yeah. that, and that's part of, I'm sure, asking the questions too and figuring out exactly. what it is that they're actually looking for. So you don't go into it word vomiting every piece. In fact, of <laughs> product. Yeah,
1: yeah. It just really arms you, and then you can say, you know. Maybe you're not gonna know the answer. I don't, you know, I don't know the answer, but I'll find out and get back to you. Right, like that's a good. oh, you know, it's it mm-hmm. shows them they don't have to be an expert too. So, building belief when those things come along, and I think the hardest thing is in ourselves. You know, you gotta have continuing personal development. Um, I tell my team a lot. I learned this early on from a, a leader that, you know, five percent of your time each day that you devote to your business should be spent on professional development, you know, feeding you in some way. Mm -hmm. And whether that's a training call, whether that's a podcast, whether that's a book you're reading, but you have to keep learning and growing and get that belief in yourself. But you also have to put things in action because if you don't, you're never going to have belief in yourself. You're never going to get that confidence along the way. And I always tell myself if, um, my sponsor taught me this early on, if I'm forcing myself to step out of my comfort zone every day related to my business to do something scary, then I know I'm growing.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether that
1: in whatever capacity that may be, you know. So so that's build belief. Um, learn to communicate. I'll just give a quick overview because then we're gonna dive into this, but truly the communication piece is so key because we know people support us when they know like and trust us Mm -hmm. and being able to not only commute or communicate your message. You know, I think a huge mistake people make, I'm guilty of this many times in my journey, (laughs) you know, it just because I've achieved what I have does not mean, you know, once you achieve success, it's harder to keep growing, you Mm -hmm. know, and that kind of thing you got to keep learning. And, but I think we start out with our why and, Then we had this talk of like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to share because I don't want people to think I want, they want, I want something from them or they make it all about them. And it's never about us. It's Mm -hmm. always about other people.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: had a huge turning point in my business. It was about three or four months in and I just really like a lot of self talk I was like, okay, Tiff, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it. You're going to give it your all. You're going to get out of your own way and you are just going to, you know, you have a gift to share. Mm -hmm. You're coming from a place of love because you mean well. And you're just going to share and not everybody's going to understand that. And that's okay. But you know, you are coming from a good place and you're being yourself and that's what matters and everything else is going to fall into place. And so, you know, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more, but that communication and it really starts to build your culture on your team Mm -hmm. and people rally with you when they know that it's, everybody's a part of it. You know, we all rise together kind of thing in any kind of environment, a school, whatever, you know, um, I think that's where this kind of came about too, because I've been in a lot of different working environments that didn't have that culture. And when I was teaching, I, I did a lot, a lot and did not get compensated for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just teaches you a lot of things along the way. So, um, okay. Offer value this is our job. This is what we should be doing <laughs> all the time. And you know, this, um, this is why I've really loved getting to talk to you because through our conversations, I realized this is what I've always done, but really understanding how to, you know, social media is always changing mm-hmm. and really being able to change with that, I think is important. And I, I social media was my biggest hesitation when I first started my business, mm-hmm. but I started my business cause I didn't we're not a party company. And I love that. I was super busy. I didn't want to have to do parties and, but offering value, you can do that in person. Obviously it's important. Um, but you can also do that through social media mm-hmm. and, you know, nice. by picking those three to five things that you're, that make you you and really sharing about those things and really having a process for that. And when you do that, you become more confident mm-hmm. and you learn how to communicate better
0: because sure. you're
1: being yourself. So true. And people know you're not just trying to sell them something that you truly are just, you're doing you, you know, and just having a lot of, a lot of fun in the process. Um, I do think though, this value piece, which I know we talked about this imposter syndrome can really come in here. I mean, I deal with this daily. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll share this. Oh, I don't think anybody's going to care about that, you know, but it's like we have to own that and we have to realize we all have, amazing things to share. And how can we ever expect anyone to support us if we can't be confident enough to show up as our best self, you know? Mm -hmm. So that value piece I think is just um, huge. And I do think you have to earn business and that comes apart with that value and that builds that, that trust.
0: So many people want to It's not that they they're doing it on purpose, but I've seen so many people when it's not working fast enough and they're just it's all about them. Well, I'm not seeing any sales yet, I'm not seeing an increase in volume, I'm not seeing an increase in team members. Well, what are you providing? What are you doing? And you know, they're not even being consistent on the content that they're creating. And I'm like, and yeah, and it's so like that's where it starts, especially nowadays, especially. Mm This new way that I'm, I'm teaching my people. It all starts with the value piece, and you have to, in order to do that effectively, you have to take it off of yourself. And I think that that helps with imposter syndrome too. Like, who are you to create this, or who are you not to create this? Like, somebody's going to create it; might as well be you. And when you can provide that value, that is when you start forming these relationships and that trust that's invaluable that will translate somewhere in your business. But if you go about it the wrong way, then it just, it doesn't work. Yeah.
1: Well, and what I've really noticed too, since my business five years ago, when I started, you know, social media was very, so I was taught, Um, not that it was bad, you know, but it was just okay, you're going to share some about your life and then you're going to share some about your business. And that's great. But we are like bombarded with stuff every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, um, if you're going to spend time on social media, you want to be spending time on something that you're going to be learning, Mm -hmm. um, inspired, you know, those kinds of things too. I think so. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the next step is obtain vision. And I'm a huge believer in the laws of attraction. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm constantly working working on this though. But um, like I said, I made my first vision board after my master's degree. And then I made a vision board when I started my specialist degree. And then I made another vision board when I first started my business. And everything on that vision board came to life. Not in the timeline that I had in mind. No. I, <laughs> believe it or not, I had a slow my sponsor had a very fast start, so I was constantly comparing myself to her. Not in a bad way. I was just like, why is this not happening faster? Mm-hmm. And um, I would have waited 10 years, though. You know, I would have waited. And we get so caught up in that. Um, this last year, I'll be honest, after having become a mama too, I kind of lost my vision. Mm-hmm. And that's why I haven't reached the goals I wanted to this year. And that's all on me, and I'm totally fine with that. Because I think there it's been such a great lesson, too, that to remind ourselves when we are entrepreneurs, you it's hard to turn it off. It's hard to turn it off. And I love what I do so much. And I love my team. I love helping them. But really creating those boundaries, a constant reminder of that, you know, is always, always good. But that vision um, is so important because without it, we have no direction. And how do we expect to move the needle forward? You know, I think this is, I talk to a lot of people they're like, "I do not I'm not a goal setting person. And I'm like, that's fine. But you still have to have a vision for where you're going. And I truly kind of see them separate. I I visually, this is the way my brain works. Like you have a vision, you have these, and I truly think you have a why, your personal reasons, and I think you have a bigger mission and a purpose. Mm -hmm. That's hard. You know, that fourth stage of that why or that last stage um, is that purpose. And you may not have that in the beginning. You may just want to get your products paid for. You may just want to make a couple hundred extra bucks a month. You know, I just wanted to pay for daycare. Mm-hmm. and then I the more I, the more my belief built the more I, my vision got bigger and but I think those goals are the little things you achieve along the way yeah. to get you to your vision but I think we have to I know when I set a goal to I really wanted to be able to step have the choice I really wanted to have choices I was like here I am a teacher giving kids choices all day long as an adult I don't have choices that's mm-hmm. not right mm-hmm. um so I went to had the choice to be able to go part time or walk away or do what I wanted to do at that time in my life that really, really made me passionate. I had to detach myself from that in vision that I had and just trust the process. I knew, okay, if I'm doing these little things every day, it's going to equal results over time. I just had to trust and just keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, it did. But this last year, like, again, I didn't have a vision. I was working my business but I didn't have a vision going to go this year, you know? And so, and that's okay. It's okay. And it's always, you always look at something as like a teaching moment or, you know, like Rachel Hollis says, we are a society that gives up on hard things. And it's not, it's recognizing things have a cycle and it's either that's a teaching moment to prepare me for where I'm going or it's, I'm just going to throw in the towel because it's not working. It's like, no, it's, It's working. It's just
0: preparing you for the next step, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think there's something to be said too. And I work with so many achievers, and you are definitely a high achiever, and you want to work. You love to work. And that was a season of life that you were like, in my eyes, you were meant to slow down. Mm -hmm. You were, you know, you just had your second baby. You're figuring out and two boys on top of that. Like, you know, you were trying to just figure out this new normal. And we forget sometimes that that's one of the biggest reasons we probably chose to be entrepreneurs and start our own businesses. So that when those seasons of life come about, that we can slow down. And that was part of your bigger vision. So I think like that's a a new way that you can kind of look at it too, that yeah, you might've gotten off course and things might've slowed down a bit, but overall that was ultimately what you wanted to do is spend more time with your family. And that's why you yeah. got this business in the first place. And you were able to do that because of it. So I think that there's so many ways and so many women forget that, that like they think they have to be hustling nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And I think that's tying it back to your vision. Like, remember why you're doing this. And it's part of the big vision too. You wanted this freedom and now you have an opportunity for it. And no, you're not going to stop working altogether, but give yourself some grace. This is... yeah. You know, at least you're not having to take sick days or whatever that looks like.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I missed the first time my son crawled mm. and that was like a huge, that was that three month, four month mark in my business where I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm not happy right now. And that's on me. You know, mm. either I can just keep doing this, going through my emotions, or I can do something about it. And mm. I haven't missed any of those moments you know, this past year. And it's been so hard. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, you know, Um, but it has been amazing to still, you know, I think self-care is important, but for me, part of self-care is having something for me too. And my business definitely Mm -hmm. has been that, um, that too. So yeah, that vision and then magnetic energy just ties back to that laws of attraction of you attract what you're putting out. You know, if you're putting out that energy of fear um, and I'm guilty of all of this fear, um, you know, like, oh, I can't think of the word now, but if not having enough, yes. And, um, scarcity and all that kind of stuff, like you, that's the vibe you're putting off. And truly that's when things started happening in my business. When I said, I got to detach from what I really want and I got to just enjoy the journey mm-hmm. and just trust the process because I was having more fun. I was showing up more as myself mm-hmm. and I was just figuring it out as I went. I quit overthinking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still overthink things, <laughs> but, um, that's the energy you're, you're going to attract and it's a constant daily
0: practice. A constant 100%. Practice. I think this one is my favorite out of all of them because I think that this is the one, I have a hard time communicating this to, to my girls because it's hard to say that, like to, to especially somebody who isn't into the law of attraction and who maybe hasn't done that work <laughs> to be like, Hey, you really need to check yourself. Like the way that you are pushing and you, you have this such strong grip on what you want and you know, you're freaking out cause it's not working you are putting off that energy and that's like, you are, it's a, um, you know, it's creating more of that, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're freaking out because it's not working. And then it's going to continue to not work because of that, because people can feel that energy. And it really, and I love setting that vision and walking away from it and just knowing I think one of the best ways I ever heard this described was like putting in an order at a restaurant that's setting your vision, doing mm-hmm. the vision board, do, creating the goals and all the things that you want to do it big, you know, your big vision setting it, really, really connecting to that, finding time to continue to connect to that, whether that be in the mornings, every day, and then letting it go. Just like you were putting it an order at a restaurant. You don't check every five okay. minutes. Hey, are you going to bring me that next team member? Are you going to bring me that burger? Are you going to, no, you're going to let it go. And you're going to trust that it's coming as long as you're doing the right things and taking the action. Yes. So I, I'm yeah. so yeah. glad that you included this piece into it because it's a huge piece that people so many people don't realize.
1: Yeah. And it's a couple years ago we had Amy Cuddy. She's one of the most famous Ted talk speakers. She was our keynote speaker. And she said something that really stuck with me, you know, the term fake it till you make it. She's mm-hmm. like, no, it's, it's fake it till you become it. And she's mm-hmm. like, not even the fake it. That's, it's a showing up piece. Mm-hmm. And you have to just decide what you want and you have to just start showing up. Um, it's a huge part of it because you're not going to have belief. If you don't start showing up, you're not going to give the chance to communicate with people. You're not going to be able to have, you know, all of that. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's huge, but yeah, it's a daily constant practice for sure. It is.
0: Yep. How do you go about that? So whenever you find yourself in a stressful situation, how do you go about creating that energy that is going to attract in the ideal clients. And do you have like some sort of ritual? What do you do? Mm
1: -hmm. A Friday yoga. I love yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes me shut my brain off. Mm -hmm. Um, going for a walk, sitting in silence, even for like five or 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, writing down a couple things that, you know, if it's, if it's, I'm like lacking confidence that day, or it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many mistakes or, you know, it's writing on those things that you have accomplished, those things that you are good at, Mm -hmm. what this is teaching you, really taking time to reflect. I think that's what so teaching taught me. It's a constant stage of learning, reflecting, learning, implementing, reflecting constantly. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take that time to reflect, but just truly that gratitude piece, it sounds so cheesy sometimes, but um, just taking a moment because we can all so easily be an autopilot. You know, so and that's
0: to you realize how far you've come. I mean, even if it hasn't translated into the tangible. Things that you're wanting to create, like the massive team, the car, the you know the level of income or whatever it is that you're working for it's so easy to take for granted all the small milestones along the way, especially when you're somebody like Tiffany and I when you are an achiever and it's all about like okay, I, I mean I know whenever I hit a big milestone or a big goal, I'm like, okay, cool, what's next immediately I mean I don't even take the time to, to pat myself on the back or reflect so. I agree with you. I think the gratitude and just honoring where you're at and and your whole, you know, how far if you've been pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and implementing the things. And that's another thing that needs to be heard. It's not about learning and reflecting, you have to implement it too. That is how you create oh. the confidence. If you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, if you're not doing the things that you know you should be doing because you're nervous or you have, you're struggling with the imposter syndrome, if you're not doing it, you're never, that confidence isn't going to come out of thin air. You have to get oh. started somewhere and it might not be pretty for a while. Mm -hmm. straight up. (laughs) I know mine. You're going to hit a milestone
1: and then it's not going to be pretty again. You're going to have, you're going to feel like you don't know anything. (laughs) And it's just, um, yeah, it's that I I think I had a really hard time in the beginning of my business, business like mine, um, where it's like, Oh, like, you know, that I don't want someone to think I want something from them or I don't really care about the car, but I know this is a huge milestone for our team. It's realizing like when you, when you, there's always going to be someone ahead of you Mm
0: -hmm. leading
1: the way. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be someone behind you that you're paving the way for. Mm -hmm. And you get, you're helping more people. That was a really, I mean, I didn't learn that for a while into my business, probably probably a year and a half, two years. Like the more you are sharing, the more you're growing, you're helping more people on a bigger scale. And I, I think about all the customers in my organization and my team and the people on it from the the small goals that they have to the bigger ambitious goals that they have. And it's hard to see that in the beginning when you're not there yet. And I think everybody, you know, our team name now is the leader within. And I started that because I think no matter where you are are at in your business, you're a leader, whether you're a team of one or you're leading yourself, you're leading customers, you're leading. I didn't start out wanting a team. I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to See what happens. Um, But when you, again, when you open your eyes and your heart and you realize you are sharing something that can really make an impact on someone, like it's such a gift. It's such a gift and it's so much sweeter. I would take any one person on my team, their success over my success, any day. I just want them to experience the joy that I have, um, whatever that looks like
0: Mm -hmm. for them.
1: In that kind of capacity, you know. So but it comes from this communication piece too.
0: So and we need to um, that's what we need to dive into because I think so many people are having they they're in the positions, whether again it be with their team or prospects or even their own family or coworkers, whatever that looks like. You're always having some sort of conversation that you want to go a certain way, or that could go a great way, or maybe a not so great way. And it's all about how you control that conversation and how you effectively communicate. So what can, what tips would you give on that piece for anybody? And let's, let's focus it more on, on sales and, and leadership Mm. and, and team. So like, let's say there's somebody, let's do like a sales example somebody is talking to somebody via DM about one of their products or whatever it is that they offer. Let's dive into the communication piece. What tips would you give on to have a much more effective conversation?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's important too, to remind yourself a little bit of background theory that every single one of us, our past experiences have led us to where we're at, Mm -hmm. our past conversations, conscious, unconscious experiences, language. This is how language and talk works. So someone sends you a message. um, Hey, I think I have an issue with sensitive skin or whatever it may be. We're so quick to recommend our products that we have to address that. Instead of saying just a simple question, you know, listening, tell me more about your sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. That simple prompt of tell me more. Hmm. Or, um, you know, when you say sensitive skin, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. So it's really changing that I to you.
0: Getting more
1: information. Yes, getting more information. Um, If you're talking with a team member and um, or a potential, let's just say it's a potential person who's thinking about joining you in business. You know, I really want to do this, but I just, I'm really worried about time. This was me really worried about time. I don't feel like I have the time to do this paraphrase. Okay. So listening and paraphrasing is so key here. So that instance, I would say I completely understand that was very, you know, very similar to my thinking. So I hear you saying that you're super busy. You're Mm -hmm. working full time. You have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I understand why time would be an issue. Tell me a little bit about what does your day look like? Where do you have pockets of time? Oh, so good! You know, so you can really understand where they're coming from, or you know, if you did have the time, if you did have pockets of time throughout your day, what would that look like? Or throughout your week? You know, when when I started this, um, I've had super successful people on my team who there's some days they can't touch their business, but you know what? They make up for another day, and that's fine. It's just the consistency part you have to find what works for you, but really reminding yourself to listen, ask questions paraphrase it's just a constant questions Mm -hmm. the paraphrasing really allows people to feel heard and um because we're so quick. I know I'm so guilty of this, especially the very beginning of my business when you're nervous and you're still trying to figure out what to say. And I remember talking to one of my direct business partners. I hadn't talked to her in like 10 years and I was literally sweating (laughs) before we got on the phone. And, um, you know, you have in your mind like, okay, you're going to, you're going to talk about your story and all this stuff. And then if you just, but you're not active, active listening is so important.
0: Yeah. I know, otherwise, like, it's like, you're trying to follow the script. You're not yeah. listening to what they're saying when it could be very clear. Oh my gosh. I had a girl who the, to the T exactly what you're describing. And she had sent me like screenshots of their conversation. She literally was following a script when the person very clearly, I, I wish I could remember more of this example, but the person very clearly said like exactly what they needed. She could have immediately sold to this person, but instead she continued to, to make the, like draw out the conversation because she felt like she had to cover every single little scripted point that she was taught when, and I think she ended up losing the customer because the customer was just like, okay, you know what? I just needed just one simple thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I don't know if this is a PCU, but like helping to listening will sometimes make your jobs and will oftentimes make your job so much easier instead of overcomplicating mm-hmm. it with what you think you need to say at them. Sure.
1: Either when I'm at events, anytime I do an event or anytime I'm talking to someone, mm-hmm. I always start with questions. Get you know, because it relaxes you. It relaxes me because I'm getting to know. People And I want them to know I'm, I'm more than just here to mm-hmm. share about running in fields. Like I truly enjoy getting to meet people. And I know before my business, I was very much an introvert. I mean, I had like my really good group of girlfriends and I was not looking for more friends. <laughs> my like really good, you know, for work friends, Yeah, but I enjoyed being around people obviously. But, um, and I really opened my heart and my eyes to living, living life with an open heart. And when you really come from that place of, I I just want to help you in some way, whether you become a part of my business or not. But that really comes with understanding them and asking questions. And um, you know, obviously, if you can have a real life conversation with someone, that's like the best thing. But even through social media, that you can ask so many questions, mm-hmm. and um, it really gets you to that point of helping them understand, you know, um, I love, you know, okay, so what else can I, what else can I clarify or help you with today Mm -hmm. after you've kind of gone through their questions? You know, tell me what's on your heart still. If this was something you were thinking about doing, what would kind of be your purpose, your why, you know, those, those kinds of things. But when you paraphrase and kind of repeat what they said, it really starts the conversation a lot. I know a lot of people Um, I'm guilty of this too. Like someone's, you're talking about products. It's so easy to just dive right into stuff, Mm -hmm. but really just asking those questions. And that goes back to building belief, having that basic understanding of your products and your business, um, you know, kind of clarifies it along the way.
0: And you said something that it just, it's so clicked for me, the part, whenever you ask more questions. So for an example, I know you know so much more about your business than a potential customer does or a potential team member. So they may very well think, I don't have enough time to do this. So if you were just to leave it at that and not ask any further questions, you wouldn't have, I mean, you might be able to go into it and be like, oh, well, you don't need a lot of time. You could do this and this and this. And you you know, and, but you don't know what their lifestyle looks like. So you can't tailor an answer that might hit the mark for them and make them reconsider that blanket statement of, I don't have more time, but by asking the questions, well, where do you have pockets or, if you could make this work, like if you could create a few pockets in your day specifically for this, where would that be? And then whenever they answer that, that gives you so much more information to then be like, girlfriend, that is plenty. Like that's how I started out. That's truly all you need. And then as this business grows, you know, you can implement more time or you can maintain that level of growth, you know, just in those small pockets for the rest of your life. You don't have to be a huge achiever in this. You know, go, you know, yeah. what are what do you want this business for? Is it just some extra spending money? Perfect. Work it in your lunch hour. Oh, you want to earn the car? Awesome. You're gonna need to work a little bit more, and that's fine. And but you have to ask those questions. and I feel like so many people miss that piece.
1: Yeah. or so many people are just starting out and they're like, I don't have a story to share. And it's like, you're just sharing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone says they have pockets of time, you share where you work your business in your pockets of time, yes. or you share what your initial why is. And you're like, I don't, you know, like I always shared from the beginning, this is what I'm doing now. This is just going to give me choices like this, this, and this. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and we have to understand this whole concept is called exploratory talk. Mm-hmm. And the whole Magnitude of exploratory talk is it allows someone to self-adjust. So we take ownership for our thinking. And not only that, I always tell my team, like, we are not in the business of convincing people. We are just here to educate, to help, so they feel good about their decision. But if we're not actively listening and creating this environment of no like and trust, of asking questions, of actually listening to them, then they almost feel like they are being convinced, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it allows this whole idea of paraphrasing and asking questions allows people, when I was a teacher, it allows um, you to really come up with your own solutions almost. And I think as a leader, it's really some people struggle with leadership because they think they have to know all the answers mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't have to know all the answers. You know, I, I remember
0: the answers. Ask, questions.
1: Yeah, ask what they <laughs> Everybody knows their own answers, but it's just asking questions. So anytime we're stuck, it's just like, okay, the simple question truthfully is tell
0: me more. Tell me more about that. Yeah, give us some examples. You mentioned that you have um, some ones that you yeah. always go to. So what are some so, questions? Tell me more about what you mean when you
1: say blank. Hmm. Um, it seems like blank is important to you. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, what's the vision you have that led you to our conversation? Mm-hmm. Um Say more about that, whatever that that thing is. Someone's talking, you're saying, okay, keep going. I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is important for us to talk about today? So I love that at the end of a conversation. Okay, what else is important for you to no, talk about no. today?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I love at the beginning of conversations. You know, give a little background. Okay, what do you hope to gain from this? What are some questions you have on your heart right now? Mm-hmm. Because you could easily go into your spiel, but then it means nothing to them. You know, mm-hmm. um, give me some background or that we already talked about. Um, what is your heart saying? What's on your heart right now? You know, after this. I
0: love that one. I one time asked somebody, because um, I wasn't sure she had come to me asking about um, the mastermind and about how the mastermind could support her business. You know, I kind of went into it and she wasn't really, you know, she was just asking a lot of really random questions. And, and I said, you know, best case scenario, what, what would you want out of the perfect mastermind? Just curious, oh. because I wasn't really sure if she was a good fit for it, to be honest with you. And that was my way of gauging what she needed. And if it was something that I could deliver on, I could hit on every single one of those things. And it actually, it was, it was exactly what, you know, she was like, I just want to be, to know what to do. I just want to know what to do and know that it's the right thing. I need to know how to support my team. And I was like, oh girl, Perfect. This is how I can support those specific things. And she told me, she told me exactly what she wanted. Right. So that made my job really, really easy. And same thing for you. And you know, and it might be something too where they tell you what they want. You know, like maybe you're talking to a team member and you ask them, "Hey, best case scenario, if you were to start this side hustle or whatever, what what would that?" you know, and if they respond back, well, I want to be a millionaire within six months. Huh? Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you might have to be honest with them and, and that's fine too, but it allows you to gauge, okay, can I really help this person? If so, here's how, or Hey, you know what? You might be better off investing in Bitcoin. I don't know what to tell yeah.
1: you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Well, and I just, I just, I love my team so much and I'm so blessed. I learned just as much from them and it's because we've created this culture where it's, um, you know, I talk a lot to them about something I've learned that being a leader truly is just sharing your journey, sharing what you've learned along the way. what's worked for you showing up and, um, you know, I really think this communication piece is a part of it and, um, letting people feel hurt, you know? And so I just, I think it's all just, it comes together so beautifully. And again, when we can open our hearts and just take a step back sometimes, especially in conversations, um, it's amazing what can happen. Amazing.
0: It's amazing. And we're forming real relationships here, guys. And I think that when you remind yourself of that too, like this is an actual human being, it would be great if I could serve them, but if not, like it's a person and how else I love how you said, okay, what else can I do for you? How else can you serve them outside of your business? If they're not a good fit, okay, let me connect you to somebody who would be a great fit for you and go out of your way. Cause that, That little bit of going outside of the realm of what people would normally do, going that extra mile is what I think separates the, the huge achievers from people who haven't really grasped it yet. Just taking yourself out Mm -hmm. of the equation. I'm here to serve you in some way. If that's through that business, if it's through my business, awesome. If it's not, let me connect you with somebody else. And that takes the pressure off things and you're helping somebody. And that's, that's what we should all be here to do anyway, is to serve, right?
1: Well, and I think too, it all ties into, I, it's so easy to share about your products because that's where it starts, you know, but you also have to talk about your passion behind it, your why. And Mm -hmm. I think so, because I think that allows people to know, like, and trust you too. They understand your passion behind it. You're not just you know the products are because that's the vehicle to it all but um really sharing about your business why you're passionate about it even if you're just starting share your excitement share your excitement about it and what what it's going to do for you you're already casting a vision whether you realize it or not and i it's it's scary i know it's scary but if you show up as that authentic person and share your excitement people are going to love on you and support
0: you 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 on and want to be part of that journey. Yeah. You don't have to already achieve the thing to talk about it. Tell people, Hey, this is where I'm going. This is the vehicle I've chosen to get me there because I believe it will. And if you want this for yourself, let's do it. Otherwise, like I'm just going to take y'all on the journey. And that right there, that confidence is inspiring in and of itself. So i I hope that you guys hear this. Like you don't have to be this crazy, amazing achiever in order to step up as a leader and inspire other people. You only have to be one step ahead of somebody else to lead them and to help them. So this is so good, Tiff. Thank you. Oh, well, Thanks. My, I <laughs> hope it was helpful and, um, of course
1: fun to share and talk about too. So
0: no, I think, I mean, I need to listen to this. I think everybody needs to listen to this all the time all the time because that's where that's where the sale happens. That's where the connection happens is in the conversation. So if you can learn how to have a super effective conversation and learn what this person needs and what they're motivated by and how you can serve them, that's how you grow a business. So yeah. I just I appreciate you so much for taking the time to to think of the Bloom method and to explain it and to pour into your team and to other teachers. I know you're going to help so many teachers with this in their classrooms and families. And and where can people find you? Um,
1: okay, on Instagram um, mm-hmm. at Tiffany G. Wallace, and then on Facebook, Tiffany Gash Wallace too. So.
0: Yeah. Yes. And y'all need to know yeah. that. So she does have her own business, of course. Um, but also if you're a teacher and you're listening, she's just a wealth of knowledge. And that's, that's your passion is to help women in general, but especially you have such a soft spot, spot in your heart for teachers because you know where they're at, you know what they're struggling with and you can help them in so many ways, not only with this, but just like if they need some sort of business or, you know, something additional for their families, that's what you're passionate about too, right? Yes, for sure.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's fun. And when we can be in this constant state of learning, implementing, trying things out, reflecting. Um, But yeah, I just, I love getting to help people, uh, you know, whether you like your full-time job, that's great, but just, going after those things that you're passionate about um, and making it worth your time,
0: yeah. truly. Time is so, so We all know this, but- It is. You can yeah. all be reminded. Girl, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Tiffany G. Wallace- Thank on you. Instagram. Find her, go say hello. See how she does this communication in person. <laughs> Send her a message. <laughs> and yeah, we just, thank you, girl. This has been amazing. Thank